Can everybody bow your heads and close your eyes with me? And pray and invite the uh, King of Kings to move in our hearts and minds tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for our eyes, our minds, our hearts, our bodies. Um, thank you for thank you for what you've created us to be, who you created us to be. Lord, I pray for um, a power move in our hearts tonight um, that you have our way. Um, bring revelation, bring a fresh outpouring of your love um, and who we are and who we ought to be. Um, let this be an impactful seed or an impactful watering session um, of your love. And I'll, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to kick start it off and tell you a little bit about me. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. So my senior year of high school, I transferred to a completely different school. I had friends. I was at the same high school for three years. My senior year, I moved to a school called Bloom Township High School. Um, I was known at my school for running track, playing football. Um, I felt like I was pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid dude. Um, when I got there, I didn't really like it because it was kind of like a ghetto school. And I was at a prep school and I was like, I really don't want to be around him like that because that's not me or whatever. And it was a little busted. The school was a little busted. Nevertheless, I went there um, and I got friends like that and it was crazy. And I got to playing football. Um, people just start, you know, get to embracing me and loving me, things like that. I remember one game specifically. Um, we were down 14-0, um, and coach he looks at me kind of like in the eye. He's like, "Hey, I need you to lock in. I need you to take off." And I was like, "All right." And in my mind, I was like, "Say less." So I went in, got the ball, um, said, "Go, spin move, break loose, open up." Ah, we out, we out. TD, it was the first D. At the end of the game, that game was probably my best high school game. Um, I had four touchdowns that game. And um, 197 yards. And the confidence that I got from that, I'm like, man, like, I'm not trying to be boastful or nothing, but I'm, I'm cold. Like, I got, I got that work. And then the rest of the season, I was just, Kind of building myself, trying to, you know, doing little stuff in the end zone. Like, you know, I score a touchdown and be like, Lord, you, thank you, Lord. And in my chest, I'm like, let's go. I'm that dude. You feel me? Um, but I got the feeling myself, like low key, low key. And it was just the, the undertone wake in my heart, just kind of growing with pride and more pride. Um, and I didn't really see it. I thought I was putting God first. Um, and then fast forward to the end of the Toward the end of the school year, I talked to a Christian college, and it gave me a 90% uh, 90, 90 football scholarship to go to college. I was just blown back. Um, me in high school, I was the type of student um, to do as much work as I needed to do to play football. Like, I would ask the teacher for extra credit, like, what do I need to do to play? Whatever I need to do to play, that's what I'm going to do. All right, cool, bet. When I got in college, got completely exposed. I asked my teacher, can I get, let me get some extra credit here. Um, no, we don't do that. You got to pay attention in the lecture. I'm like, in the lecture? That's a 50-minute lecture, G. Like, that's a whole 50 minutes I got to listen to you talk and write notes and then take a test after that and no extra credit? Like, so my mindset started to begin to drop and drop 
and drop. I couldn't, I had to redshirt my first year because I was on academic probation. And every single day, it was eating at my identity. It was eating at my ego. It was eating at my um, personal worth. Um, toward the end of the school year, or toward the end of the football season, I went a whole football season having to watch my twin brother play, having to watch my team play, watch them win, watch them lose. And I had to practice, wake up 6 a.m., do everything but play. And it was, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I've always played, I've always been on the field. Um, and just seeing that every day going down to my room, just like burying my face in my blankets, like, bro, this is like the worst thing I could ever possibly be doing with my life right now. Um, so long story short, I was just bombing in, co in college. Wasn't doing good at all. Um, college, my coaches, be so that they can get me um, to focus better on school, they kicked me off the football team so I could focus on more of my grades. And that did the absolute opposite. It sent me deeper down into a depression state. Um, I had all my identity in football. Um, every practice, every break tackle, every spin move, every touchdown, it was like, you know, that's my glory. I know I point to him, but, you know, that's, that's me, you know. Um, and all of that was lost, and I had no clue where to go from there. Um, and it was, it was detrimental. I remember calling um, my brother-in-law, and I was just kind of like in tears a little bit. I'm like, bro, I need help. Um, I don't have any self-structure. I don't have any, um, I don't know who I am, and I need help. Uh, and then all last year, 2017, um, day in and day out, he's writing out a schedule. You wake up at this time, apply for jobs at this time, clean up at this time. If you don't have this clean, you have this discipline, like day in, day out, day in, day out. But he's also feeding me, clothing, you know, not, how, not clothing me, housing me, you know, uh, things of that nature. But I wanted to touch bases on that so you can uh, learn a little bit about me. And in that process, um, all of last year is where I start to build up from the ground up who I was in Christ and why that was so much more important than who I was in football. Um, I can honestly stand here today and tell you that if I never play another down of football, I will be 110% okay because I am 110% okay in Jesus Christ. Can we get an amen for Jesus Christ? So two of the most important things that I learned in my Christian walk, um, one of the first important things that I learned for myself um, that I had to do, I had to go back to the basics. I had to understand what love is. First Corinthians uh, 13, four through eight, talks about the characteristics of love and what love is. It says, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast, love keeps no records of wrongs. And I just kinda wanna pause there um, because in just those couple sentences, there's a lot of meat and fueling and empowerment to push you forward in your walk, and I want to touch bases. So just keep a note on that. Everybody say, love, love. Is, patient. is patient. Love, love. Is, kind. is kind. Love, love. Keeps. keeps no records of wrong. Right? So what else I had to learn? There's a verse in the Bible that in John 16, uh, in John chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, um, and it talks about so it says, love, it says, love is patient. I understand what love is. And then I had to understand what love looks like in Jesus Christ. What's that correlation? 
And it says, God is love. And the first time I read that, I'm like, what does that mean? I've always thought like love was a feeling, like if I'm really feeling somebody, if I like love my mama, like I got a deep feeling for her. But love is like, the feeling is a byproduct of what love actually is. And when God, when in the Bible, when it's talking about God is love, those things describe the characteristics of God. God is patient with us. God is kind to us. God does not boast. God does not envy. God does not keep any records of wrongs when we do wrong. Um, and understanding and that, let that great, great on me and dig into my mind, dig into my heart. It began to break me down to my knees and build me up um, all at the same time. And I had some of the most amazing worship sessions I've ever had. And like, I always hated reading, but I'm a fanatic of reading the Bible because it is so empowering, empowering and impactful. And I want to explain that. So just keep a nugget on that. Um, so we have, we just talked about, so love is, everybody say, love is, love is patient. patient. Love is, love is kind. kind. Love, love keeps no records of wrongs. And then I had to learn about, I had to read, go back to the groundwork. Um, how does God show his love to me? Everybody knows John 3.16. Let's say it all together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Pause. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right? So a, a similarity with all these things is love is patient. That's an action word. Love is kind. That's an action word. Love keeps no records of wrongs. He doesn't hold anything against you. It's an action word. Right, and in this verse he says, he gave his only begotten son. That's an action word, he gave. Because he loved us, he gave. Right? And another verse in the Bible came to surface, Romans 5, 8. It says, and God demonstrates his love for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So while we were still in our mess, Christ died for us. He wanted to save us. He wanted to get us out of that. He wanted to let us know how much we were worth to him. And he expresses our, his love for us every single day, day in and day out. Um, Romans 5, 20, it talks about grace and what grace does. So it says where sin is, grace abound that much more. So every time we sin, every time we do something that's against the word of God, every time we disobey our parents, or every, um, every time we um, do something wrong, grace steps over that. But this one, this is the part, this is the kind of kicker for me, um, and this is the part that breaks me more, is it says, because grace is so wonderful, should we keep on sinning to see how wonderful grace can be? Absolutely not. Because he keeps on forgiving me and I mess up, because he keeps like, I know what it's like to be lost, and I know what it's like to be, like, to know better and then be rebellious, like, I know that's what the Bible say, but I'm going to just do the opposite just so I can you know, do me and look good, but still do my dirt. I know what it's like to be rebellious and I know what it's like to be found and there's nothing like being found. Can I get an amen? amen? So being found, it's having your identity rooted and grounded in Christ. And I'm going to give you a couple of, uh, I guess, nuggets to be successful in your walk with Christ. Um, the second point that I have for you is who are we in Christ? Who do we look like in Christ? Who does Christ say we are? So I'm going to kind of do a little word play here. I want you to follow. It says, um, 
In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And if you scroll down to verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the? Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And the Word was who? God. And the Word was who? God. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And you scroll down to verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. Who do we know that to be? Jesus. So in the beginning, let's transfer word with Jesus. In the beginning was? And Jesus was with? And God was with? Right? So we know in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Right? And uh, this was like, this was like, okay, you know, that's good Bible talk. All right, where's the meat in that? So I was, I've furthered my walk, you know, getting, getting to know God a little bit more. And he brought this verse, James 1.22. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what he says. For if you listen to the word, but don't do what it says, it is as if you're looking yourself in the mirror, checking yourself out. All right, I'm cool, get fresh tea, you know, shoes, you know, being dumb, we swagging out here, right? And the instance you look at yourself, you walk away and completely forget what you look, what you look like. So hold that right there. So we know in the so the word is who? Jesus. The word is who? Right. So in that verse, I want us to replace Jesus. I want us to replace word with Jesus. So I'm going to say the verse again and then I want you to join in with me. So it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. For if you listen to the word, but don't do what it says, it is, it is as if you're looking yourself in the mirror and at the instance walking away and forgetting what you look like. So let's replay. When I pause, I want you to say, Jesus, do not merely listen to Jesus. and so deceive yourselves, but do what Jesus. says. For if you listen to Jesus. and you don't do what he says, it is as if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and then walking away and completely looking and completely forgetting what you look like. So the meat and in depth with this is that when you look, the amazing analogy, that's why I love the Bible because it's crazy. It's, the analogies be blowing my mind back. So the reason why it's so important that he used the mirror analogy is when you look at the mirror, you can identify what you have on. You can identify what you look like, right? When you look in the word of God, when you look into the Bible, when you look into the book of life, when you're reading it, when you're digging in it, when you do those things, you can identify what you look like and who you look like. We just found out the, that the word is who? The word is who? So when we look into the word, we're looking at Jesus, but not only that, we're looking at who we are in him. We are we're looking at what our relationship looks like in him and that he is patient with us when we're trying to get something right. Oh, I received Christ into my life, but I'm still messing up with this. Where sin is, grace abound that much more. And because that love breaks me, it breaks me down to my knees and worship every single time. And, it, it, and then I become unashamed. I just, it doesn't matter what people think in service. I can raise my hands. I can kneel down. I can shout out because I know how much he loves me. And that grace breaks me day in and day out. 
So we find our identity in Christ. That's who, our, that's who we're rooted and grounded in. We look like Jesus when we accept Christ into our life. But what does that look like on the day to day? Some of us we only have one parent. Some of us have no parents. Some of us seen our brothers get shot in the head, sisters, cousins. Where's Jesus then? Right? These are the questions that we have in our walk. I've had questions. I haven't experienced quite anything like that. But I have questions. Where was Jesus at when I was trying to get, you know, my grades right? How come he ain't helped me get my grades right? Where was Jesus at then? But one thing I want you guys to get in that verse, it says, do not merely listen to the word. In order to get orders, in order to do something right, you have to first listen to know what the right thing to do is, right? Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. If you listen to the word and know what's right, but you don't do it, your body doesn't know what the right thing to do is, right? So God, if we're, we don't have a relationship for the sake of God. We have a relationship with God for the sake of ourselves to train our body in righteousness and holiness. Our body is the thing that's holding us back. Our body is the thing that desires. In James 1, it talks about we are enticed, we're drawn away from God by our own fleshly desires. It talks about what our walk looks like away from God. We are, our heart is desperately wicked, desperately. You ever been desperate for something like, I don't care, I gotta get these. I be seeing people like mile long lines in the line for some Jordans. I know I love shoes, but a mile long line for some Jordans waiting four hours, yeet. Not happening, not happening. But saying all this to say, away from Jesus, we're desperately wicked. Away from Jesus, we can't do nothing. And the more and more you receive his love, the more and more you receive his grace, the more and more you receive his kindness, the more and more you will find who you are in him. And I want to talk about what that looks like. What does the Bible say who we are in him? Bible describes to us that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a city on a hill. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It says, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. And this we will be confident that he who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion. The only way that you can understand how much you're worth, the only way you can understand how much God loves you and do his good work here on earth. Because that's what we're all called to do. Each and every one of you has a gift, has a talent from God. And he wants to use that gift and talent that you love to do to impact. Like, I don't get bored with anything that I do here at Kent because I'm in love with the gifts and talents that God has given me. And I know I'm using it for the kingdom. And God has emplaced that in me. And some of you guys may say, oh, that's easy for you to say. You probably good at this, you good at that, like you know how to dance or whatever. My twin brother was the first to dance. And the only reason why I started dancing is funny story. My mom had a dance ministry and they did their first dance performance. And he got these brand new fresh gym shoes that every had, everybody had to um, wear. And I was like, where am I at? And my mom was like, you didn't want to dance, so can't get no new shoes. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Well, I'm finna dance next time, bet. Next time I dance, you know, I was actually pretty weak, trash. 
but day in and day out, I got to practice it. And that's what this Christian walk is. When you listen to the Bible, when you listen to the Bible, when you read your Bible, when you apply it, it trains your body. It says, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. When someone does something wrong to you, applying that verse in that moment, and now your body is trained how to have self-control, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Right? And then this is why we got the MOG. When we say, what time is it? We will get live with y'all in time. We're going to keep it on the sound of joint. But 12.30 says, Mark 12.30, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. You can own, there's a prerequisite to loving your neighbor as yourself. You must love yourself. And there's a prerequisite to loving yourself. You must love God. Because God is love. And love has a characteristic. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love keeps no records of, wrong, uh, no records of wrongs. So when you do wrong, you're patient with yourself. When you do wrong, you're kind. And you keep going back to the lover of your soul. Lord, I'm casting my cares on you. I'm broken. It says, blessed are, the the, blessed are the, those who mourn, for they will be comforted. In the early morning Bible study, we learned that mourning means in that, in the Greek, it talks about mourning over sin. Right? There's going to be times where it's like, man, I really want to do this thing, but this goes against my Christianity. But I know it's not good to do, so I have to get over it. Cast your cares on God. Pray about it. Release it. Blessed are those who mourn over sin, for they will be comforted. God will reach down into your heart and pull you up out of that situation and comfort you and empower you. So next time you look at that situation, I am more than a conqueror. And now I have power. So I'm going to leave you with this verse coming to you out of Ephesians. Mm. Ephesians chapter 2, um, verse 4. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not for yourselves. It is for it is it is the gift of God, not by works, not by what we do. I just want to pause that works. Um, in Philippians three, Paul talks about having confidence in your flesh, having confidence in yourself when you do things to empower yourself, to get glory from yourself. Right. He talks about. You feel the need. He's, he's talking to the church at that time. Um, he says, you, you think that you deserve to have confidence in yourself and do all these things for yourself. And he just goes down a whole list of things that he's done that he has got money for, you know, that he has felt confident about. And then he describes what his relationship with Christ and what that has brought him and what worth that has brought him. And he said, to look back. And, try to t and to go back and to try to find my identity in any of those things is like garbage. It's like going through the trash looking for gold. It doesn't make any sense. I'm so good where I'm at with Jesus. This is what Paul is trying to say. So to continue this verse, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Before we were knitted in our mother's womb, God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and he wants to complete it should you choose to allow him to, should you choose to receive the love and joy that he has for you, should you choose to 
Keep his commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And to go out through life having that as your cornerstone. So in closing, um, I just want you guys to kind of, I don't know if you want to get on your knees and pray, worship, bow your heads. Um, I want to sing a song and just kind of think um, where God, what God has brought you through, um, brought you from, um, where God has taken you. Um, give a time of thanks, but also feel vulnerable with God. Let him know what's heavy on your heart. Let him know the situations that are holding you back that bring pain and shame. Um, and release that to God and let him work in that. All right.